for an emergency episode, the Dogs of War, co- <laughs> the Dogs of War podcast, the medical episode. We'll have a crafty name sooner or later. We're joined by myself, Raleigh, Kevin Toletta, beloved co-host, and my uncle slash orthopedic surgeon, sports medicine doctor, Dr. T, Uncle Buddy. A resident sports orthopedic surgeon for the podcast. Reoccurring guest, <laughs> Dr. I'm, T. I'm officially on the team, aren't I? Yeah, yeah, you're on the team. You're on the payroll. <laughs> Wildly unpaid payroll. Um, let's see here. Yeah, so big news today. Well, I guess kind of big news. I guess more specific news. Everyone knew Baker was hurt. Um, he made that tackle uh, against Houston in the second, first, I think it was the first half, and popped his shoulder out of socket, came back in, finished the game. Uh, his numbers from an accuracy standpoint have dropped pretty significantly uh, against the Bears and against the Vikings. Um, obviously, we're pretty big homers, but people have been tearing him to shreds for having an off game. And it was we're way beyond, this is way beyond homerism. This is a hotervention, an intervention to some of these folks out here that think they're doctors and surgeons. Can I interrupt you and just add one thing about uh, Doc T? Because you guys are too both too humble to, to brag. I'll brag for him. Yeah, go ahead. For those of you that are new and those of you that have been here in the past, we've had Doc T on a few times as our, of course, uh, resident orthopedic surgeon. Lesser Brown's podcast, do not throw that in there. Doc T played linebacker at Penn State in the 70s, 70s, I believe. He's been an orthopedic surgeon for decades. He's been the team doctor, team surgeon at the Division One level with pros, with, with everyone under the sun. Outside of the people that are actually physically working on Baker, I don't know anyone, and of course, Doc, he's a Browns fan as well. I don't know anyone else on the planet who I'd rather hear have this stuff dumbed down than Doc T. He knows the game. He knows all of this stuff. So we appreciate you coming on. But again, it's Raleigh's family. You guys are humble folks. I'll brag for him, but we appreciate you coming on and give us some expertise here. I didn't know you played for Penn State. What? You played for Paterno. That was a Play joke. Paterno, right? I know, it was a joke. Oh, thank God. I was trying to lighten the mood. Um, Dr. Uncle, can you give us a breakdown of what a torn labrum? What? Yeah, yeah. perfect. What is a torn labrum? Yep. Well, uh, labrum is just another word in the shoulder for ligament. So when you, uh, if your shoulder... Uh, pops out of socket, which I'm not sure that it did, because uh, you know a pop popping is one thing, popping out is another. I you know those terms are, are, are thrown around loosely, but if in fact his shoulder popped out and it was out, and if in fact they took him in the locker room, popped back, would have done. In order for that to happen, something has to be torn. And uh, that what's torn is a ligament, and that ligament in the shoulder is called a labrum. So ligaments hold bones together. If that shoulder comes out of socket, you tear the ligament slash labrum. That has to happen if you dislocate your shoulder, assuming that you have a normal shoulder to begin with. So if you have a normal shoulder with normal ligaments, and you have an event, and your shoulder quote unquote comes out, and you have to go and have it put back in. Everybody has a labrum tear associated with that. The labrum is the name for the ligament that holds the ball inside the socket in the shoulder. Uh, now, 
you can have torn labrums from wear and tear and not have it come out of socket. So there's labrum tears that are wear and tear, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so there's different types of labrum tears. But a labrum tear with a dislocation, when, you, when your shoulder comes out of socket, we call that a dislocation. And when you dislocate your shoulder, you tear your labrum. Um, and that's what evidently happened to him. Uh, I'm very surprised that at this level, now, you know, at my level, and uh, uh, when you get to the pros, uh, I took care of the Blue Jackets for years, uh, uh, it would be very rare that you'd have a professional athlete that would dislocate his shoulder and he'd go back in there and play. Now, quarterback's a little different, obviously. It's his non-throwing shoulder. I mean, if there's throwing shoulder, there'd be no way. I mean, he doesn't use it that much, but, I mean, uh, the left shoulder, the, 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 the danger, the injured shoulder at this time. I mean, you can play without a left shoulder uh, to a certain extent if you're a quarterback. You can play around it. But still, at that level, with that kind of money, I mean, I'm very surprised that they would allow that to happen. Uh, you know, I can, I've done it at the high school level off and on as long as everybody's on board. We've done it at the college level off and on. But still in all, that would be a rare phenomenon if, in fact, that happened for them to allow him to do that. So, Doc, uh, when people say, like in high school, and it, whenever someone says, I pop my shoulder out of its socket, that's torn labrum? Same thing? Yes. Like, you I can't never, pop your shoulder out without tearing your labrum. Right? And I say to me, tell me what that means, pop it out. Well, I moved it around in my shoulder pop. Well, that's not popping out. You popped it out. You couldn't move it. You went to the emergency room. They took an x-ray. It was out. They gave you medicine. They popped it in. Now we have an x-ray with it in. Then I know it's popped in and out. If I, if I examine it and I pop it in, I feel it out and I pop it in, then I know it's in and out. But other than that, it's a little hard to, you know, my shoulder pops. My shoulder hurts, you know. But popping out is a strong word. Uh, now it could have happened. They would know. I mean, if it was out, they ran in, they put it back in. I mean, that can happen. That, that, if a tough guy can do that, especially as a quarterback. Baker's so tough as hell. Go ahead. Real quick question on what you're saying. You're surprised that they put him back in. Uh, when we had you on last year, you kind of discussed quantifying, doing your best to quantify an injury, determining what the risks are. Um, you know, if somebody goes in and they they don't risk any long-term injury, maybe they're playing at 80%. And if that 80% is better than 100% of the next guy, keep them in with this torn ligament. And the Browns having Baker play or Baker refusing to sit out, whatever the scenario is, what are some of the risks that you see them? What, what are some of the risks involved with that? Can I add on? That's a great question, but that's another one of the topics today, Raleigh, is, and Doc, this goes on with that, it's at what percent do you take him out and put QB2 in? Is it 80? Is it 70? Like, what does that do for you as a whole? Well, you're now you're talking about performance. I mean, that's a coach's call. I mean, you know, allowing him to play and him, uh, and him being able to perform is not exactly one and the same thing. So you can allow him to try to go back in there and play, but if, you know, if he's not performing, well, then he's no good to you or no good to anybody. And if, in fact, they figure out that maybe his performance is tied in, his bad performance lately is tied into his, you know, uh, uh, shoulder issue, you know, then it's a, it's a lose-lose situation. Now, let me just say one thing. In regards to that torn labor, you know, what do you do for that? Well, you do surgery or no surgery. What's the problem with the torn labor? The problem with the torn labor is, you know, 
in a day or two or three. Now it varies, uh, but but it's it's not terribly painful. Uh, be a little sore for a while, and obviously not so painful. If in fact you popped out and went back into play, the problem is if it doesn't heal properly, uh, that shoulder will continue to come out again and again and do further damage to the cartilage and the and the muscles and the tendons and so forth. So chronic instability. The problem with a, a labrum tear and a shoulder that pops out is instability. You now have a shoulder that's looser than it should be, and it can pop out again and again. And that's what you don't want to have happen. All right. So it's popped out, we think. The labrum's torn if it is popped out. And now what are you going to do? Surgery or no surgery? Well, with no surgery, you hope that with time and rest and God and bracing and rehab, that that ligament tear is going to heal tightly enough that it doesn't come out again and again. Now, the younger you are, if it's a dominant shoulder, you know, if, it, if he's right-handed, if a young, young guy his age, right-handed shoulder, the chance of it coming out again is over 90%, we know. So these days, almost always, in a, in a young athlete like this, with a dislocated shoulder, you're going to do surgery right away most of the time. Most of the time. Is off-season surgery a option? It is. It is. Now, again, I mean, you, as long as it doesn't come out between now and then, that's the problem, it coming out again. Now, when it's your dominant arm, because if it comes out again and it breaks a bone off the next time or tears a, a tendon the next time and does more and more damage, that's when you kick yourself for trying to play through it. That was so my next say, question. You say when you're going to try, okay, we're going to give this one chance. We're going to see how it goes. And, and there's plenty of times where it, it, it can work. Uh, but most of the, you know, the younger you are, the more active you are, the greater chance that that shoulder is going to have recurrent instability. And that's going to lead to long-term problem. And that's what the problem is. So now in the middle of a season with a, a, a non and most of the time, even if you're going to try to play through it, most of the time, you know, it'd be a week or two of rest and rehabilitation and then try to play through it. I mean, coming back and playing, if in fact it popped out, and, and if he came back in there, that's a pretty manly thing to be able to do. Most, a lot of guys would be freaked out. A lot of guys would be too painful. A lot of guys would be too scared. He's got to be the right guy in the right situation who understands uh, what, he's, uh, what he's undertaking. The doctors explain it to him and, and, and uh, give it a go. Now, that would be more likely, for example, it was the Super Bowl, right? Uh, or if it's a state championship high school game, hey, let's take some risk. You know, uh, first game, uh, already got the game in hand sometimes. Hey, sit for three or four weeks and, and rehabilitate it and try to come back. Or think about, you know, you know, if it's the end of the season and the, the season's almost over, hey, might as well call it a, se- uh, a season and operate. So you try, that's, a, that's the difference between a sports medicine doctor and a regular doctor. You've got to take into account, you know, uh, the timing, the importance of the game, the importance of the season, where they're at, uh, the athletes' the short and long-term consequences, and involve the athlete uh, in the conversation. <laughs> and these days at the pro level, it's the athlete and the athlete's agent, and the athlete's agent's doctor of choice, and three other opinions, and uh, uh, the wife. <laughs> uh, so, you know, it gets... It's convoluted. Shout out, Emily. Shout, yeah, shout out, Ms. Mayfield. The reason why I was celebrating when you just said all that is because in Cleveland, for so long, we wanted a quarterback. We never had one for many, many decades. 
now we have our guy, our franchise quarterback, who's not coming off the field unless his arm falls off. And there's a lot of folks out here pretending they're doctors and orthopedic surgeons like you, but they're not. They're just on Twitter running their mouths. And so when you said it takes a hell of an athlete and a you know, will determination to keep going out there and doing it because they know the risks, that's our guy, Cleveland. That's really all it is. And I don't know how else, better else to say it. So that was just art. And that was uh, a beautifully said. So thank you. But, 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 you know, just so you know, too, I mean, you know, as tough as you are and as, what, as stupid as you are, as, of course, pig-headed as you are, however you want to say, in, in a good way, still, that that's the doctor's, uh, you know, making an evaluation here to educate you so, uh, you know, uh, you know uh, you don't go too far. You know, if you come out again, that's enough, you know, and we'll try and see how it feels and, you know, all, all that kind of stuff. So it is a, it is a team approach, but... As you just said, uh, it, it can't be even attempted unless you have an athlete that uh, uh, is of a mind and, and uh, is tough enough to be able to grasp everything and give it a go. So you're right. Doc, Doc we asked you this last year, but I want to re-ask the question again for our listeners because I actually don't remember. Who makes that? You've, you've been a, a surgeon, a doctor for a NHL professionals franchise, pro sports. Who makes that final decision? You said, and you said before, guys are going to get multiple opinions, a lot of different teams and experts and whatnot. Who makes the call that says you're not playing this game? Coach, owner, doctors, like who makes that call? Well, uh, that's a good question. You know, it, it varies. You know, obviously, you know, when you're in high school, it's the parents, right? And then you get to college and you still got parents, you know. But at this level, it's uh, – it's, uh, it's, it comes down to the athlete making the call. He's a man. You know, he's a big boy. Uh, you try to educate him as much as you can. He gets counseling from all those people we just mentioned in as, in as short a time as he can. And uh, he makes the call himself. Uh, I've never, I've never, never, ever had a, a, a owner or a, a coach uh, try to uh, intervene and uh, have me do something that's not in the best interest of, uh, of the athlete, never. But, you know, the doctor trusts, uh, you know, Hey kid, it's just a sprained ankle. It's not that bad. It's not broken. See what you can do. I give you the uh, I give you the green light to go ahead and try it. Well, you can go ahead and give him the green light, but he goes out there and he can't run and he can't cut. Well, he's no good to anybody. So that's what I was saying before. Allowing him to go back and play is one thing, and that decision is made as we just mentioned uh, at, at this level for sure uh, by the athlete, and then uh, with counseling as much as you can get in that time period, and then. Uh, and then evaluating whether his performance is at the level that's uh, valuable. He's wearing a harness, he said. It was at his press conference yesterday. It's kind of when this first started. What exactly is a shoulder harness? Is it a, It's not a sling, obviously. He's got to be able to have two hands. What does that do? Well, it's a brace, let's say. It's a brace, and it's trying to, it's trying to uh, augment uh, the ligament that's loose, that's torn, the labrum, as it is, and... Uh, it's, and uh, it's trying to hold it in place, uh, prevent it from coming out, uh, add some stability uh, to protect the shoulder. Same as wearing a knee brace if you have a knee sprain or an ankle brace with a sprained ligament in the ankle, same thing. I know everyone's different. Sorry, Raleigh, one more thing. Is this going to hurt till they get surgery? Can they manage that pain? Well, you know, surprisingly, now, you know, it's not, oftentimes it's not, terribly painful uh 
Uh, it's very painful when it's out, if in fact it was out now. Uh, but once you get it back in, uh, it's not that painful. A little sore, you know, then the next morning for sure, a little sore, you know, when he was in the game, you got the adrenaline going and so forth. But uh, uh, you don't not allow them to play when you hold them out. You don't hold them out because it's so painful, generally speaking. But you hold them out uh, be, uh, because of the instability. Uh, now, again, you try to you try to augment the instability with bracing, and, and this is non-dominant arm, so it's not as stressed, and you build the strength up, and you and you hope that you know there is healing. Ligaments do heal, but not at, 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 when it's dominant arm on a on that on a, on that level of an athlete. Uh, the chance of it coming out is, is, is essentially over 90%. And when you know that, then you, uh, then you plan on surgery. Now, sometimes they may have talked about, all right, we're going to try to play you through it. You're not dominant arm. We'll think about surgery after the season if, it, if we can get you through if it doesn't come out. Uh, and if it doesn't come out, sometimes it comes out a little. He can feel it sliding a little bit, not all the way out, but, but, but sliding a little. That happens sometimes. When it comes out, it's called a dislocation when it comes out partially is called a subluxation so if he's experiencing that as the season goes on and depending on what that mri looked like i mean there's tears and there's tears and there's tears now, sometimes it's, it's grossly torn sometimes it's mildly torn sometimes you have associated other damage that goes with it that adds to the pain and the rehab so it's uh it's uh, there is some variation in the degree of the tear and the discomfort that comes with it. I have a dumb question, Rollis. You go first. Okay. I'm looking on the internet machine. Everybody's labeling it as a partially torn labrum. Um, so as far as, again, it's a off shoulder or the uh, non-dominant, non-throwing shoulder. What are some factors that you could see affecting the finesse of his throws? And I'm not saying that uh, the throws he missed on in the Vikings game were a result of this. Could part of it be mental factors or the presence of having to make throws with a brace? I mean, we're both golfers. Never had to golf with a brace. I could imagine its existence throwing off the rhythm, prevent us both from throwing darts out there. Um, what are some of the factors? You said it's not a overwhelming chronic pain, but do you think it could be just enough to throw off the finely tuned instrument of his arm, other arm, no, whatever. No, I, I don't. I don't think pain. Uh, I don't think pain is would affect his performance uh, at all. Actually, uh, I think his uh, maybe being a little uh, restricted to a certain extent with that brace on there, just having that harness on there, because this is the thing that straps all the way around to the other side, and you know that could make him a little. Uh, less flexible, let's say, in a way. Now, that's things you, why would, uh, how would the dislocated shoulder effect, uh, possibly affect his performance? And I was telling you that I don't think pain uh, would be a factor uh, uh, to, to affect his throwing or, or any of that at this point. Uh, uh, but it could, could be the restrictiveness of the brace. Getting used to having a brace on there, and you're not, you know, now it's a non-thrown arm, but it does wrap around his body, you know, okay. The other thing, maybe just fear, you know, just being a little uh, fearful about him trying to play through the shoulder, paranoia to a certain extent. Uh, 
But other than that, you know, really, uh, and I've seen something. He said, I'm throwing fine in practice. I'm throwing fine. And I think he's been honest with that, you know. So uh, uh, I, I, I don't think, well, uh, I don't, I, he didn't have a great game. And, and he's a man for playing through a dislocated shoulder. So you got to cut him some slack. And uh, I think, uh, you know, if in fact he goes into this game and has another game like this, uh, like he did, uh, we may have a different conversation. He may be having a different conversation, you know, with the coaches. He said, well, this is the way it's going to be. <laughs> it's not good enough. So, so we'll and, that, and that's what we were talking about this before we got on so with the, the Twitter doctors and that the people that have never played sports in their life were all saying is that it's not a strolling shoulder, but it's still there. It has to affect the overall mechanics of, you know, because you point with your left shoulder when you throw with your right arm. I know that much. So that's what people were trying to say. Well, that's going to throw him off. It's going to affect his throwing. But like you said, Doc, he said it's not doing anything to him differently. Uh, or the, our offensive coordinator said this week he's been throwing fine. So any scenario where, let, let's say Baker took uh, three weeks off, two weeks off, is this brace going to be with him the whole season? Is this injury? I know that surgery down the line could be something. Shit, I don't know. Well replay the episode but assuming he doesn't get surgery immediately assuming he continues to play and if he had a game where he didn't take any sacks or cause anything to disrupt this oh knock on wood is this injury going to be following him through the season until it's properly rested i guess uh depends if he has recurrent episodes where it's uh getting uh, dinged or partially coming out if that's happening uh They'll probably call it a season and operate, and, and you know they don't want them to have long term problems with this thing. Doc, um, what kind of what kind of surgery is that? In ter- like how how serious of a surgery? Uh, it seems pretty standard. No, obviously you don't want to have to have it. Anyone, and then what's the recovery for that? Well, it's you know back to back to athletic activity. It's a six month deal. You know it, it, now. Let me say this: it has become you know with arthroscopic surgery. Uh, it has become a, a fairly routine surgery, and uh, success success rate is very good. It's like tearing an ACL, kind of. It's a ligament. It's a ligament in a shoulder. But I would say that uh, the labrum slash labrum repairs uh, are even more successful, really, than the ACL repair. So it, it is a definitely a, a fixable uh, uh, problem if and when it would come to surgery. Now. You know, if you decide to operate, you can operate or not operate. Once you decide not to operate and you get through six months and he's not had problems, you're hard-pressed to say, I think you need surgery. Now, they may MRI it again to see what it looks like again, but generally speaking, you're either going to operate or not. If you don't operate, you're planning on, you're hoping that's going to heal and not come out again. Now, if it comes out again, then you know it's going to come out a, a, a second and, or third and a fourth time and then... Or you don't mess around anymore. But the problem is, what if it comes out again the second game of next season? You say, well, so that you have to take that into account too. A lot of that is 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 based to a certain extent on the MRI. So if there's a really nasty tear, if there's a really nasty tear, and you would predict that he's going to have problems in the future, and at the end of the season we need to operate. Uh, sometimes that's done. But on the other hand, let's say you. We don't operate. He gets through the season. He has minimal problems. He's been playing. 
you know, your heart bursts and tell a guy, hey, I think you need surgery when he's not having any problems. Because uh, they can heal, especially in a non-dominant arm, and not be a problem sometimes. Never. What, what about uh, the term partially torn? Uh, does that partial term affect anything as far as that surgery, non-surgery? Well, or not if he if he popped out, then it's torn. You know, there is no partial tear. I mean, it don't pop out if it's not torn. End of story. If in oh, fact, if in fact he popped out, you know, popped out. I hate to say it. We say dislocated. That's if in bad. Fact, he dislocated. You can't dislocate without tearing. Did you so, see? Did you did you see the play where he uh, where it happened? No. He. Uh, he threw a ball deep, got picked off. Baker made the tackle, but he got up in writhing pain. It looked bad, and watching it from the stands, you're like, well, there goes our season. Uh, he ran into the locker room, but then he came out and was throwing. But you could tell it was a, contrary to some ACL tears where guys may not know that it happened, he was in a whole lot of pain in that initial moment when it happened. Right. So, and he, he mentioned like they popped it in, like the term pop was used. Could that be confused as it didn't actually pop out, it kinda popped out? Uh yeah. I, I've not I've not heard a doctor say uh that they popped it back in. You know, I've not seen anything official like that. My shoulder popped, that's one thing, you know. So if in fact his shoulder came out, and that's called a dislocation. If his shoulder came out, you have to have a labrum tear. So that, that term partial really means nothing because it's torn enough for it to come out. You know, now that partial, you know, like I was saying, there are more severe tears and other damage is done, uh, uh, shredded, you know, uh, uh, and, and, and cartilage damage and tendon damage associated with it that complicates the problem. But I mean, However you want to define it, if in fact that, you know, verbalizing define it, if that shoulder popped out, that labrum is torn. And you're in, the, you're, in the, you're in that category no matter what. So if I'm hearing, if Raleigh or I tore our labrums, they could heal naturally with time or does it have to have surgery? Am I no, it can heal naturally with time. Okay. And then uh, what, what, my follow-up question to that, with a broken, and this is just a dumb question for me, with a broken bone, you can't move the bone. You have to stabilize it. Obviously, you keep it. You're, you're, you keep saying strengthen and and exercise and stretch it. For dumb, for someone dumb like me, if it's torn, how are you stretching and getting it stronger without surgery? If it's torn, well, if you if you tear uh, a ligament in your knee, uh, the, the the MCL, for example, you immobilize it. You 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 crutch it. You rest it, you rehabilitate it, ligaments will heal. Ligaments will heal, but, you know, the depending on what ligament, you know, some ligaments heal. ACLs don't heal, PCLs don't heal, but, but, but labrums and collateral ligaments can heal. Uh, but, I mean, uh, typically, classically, uh, and it depends. I mean, when you're in the middle of season, you, you've got to go this way. But another way or a better way to get it to heal would have been all right, we're not going to operate. We're going to give it a chance to, to see if it's going to heal on its own before we go to surgery. Uh, but to help it heal, we're going to be in a sling for two weeks. 
and then therapy for two more weeks, and then come back. Come back in a month as opposed to six months after surgery. So ideally, even if you're not going to operate, you would like to give it some time to allow it to heal. Uh, but uh, in this case, uh, obviously, uh, you can you know, we're playing through it, and that's a that's a bold that's a bold call. So are, wait, are you making the statement here? I'm, I was just popping around on uh, Google here. Everyone is declaring it a dislocated shoulder that he dealt with. And now everyone currently is calling the injury a partially torn labrum. Are you saying that it's impossible to be dislocated without it being a full tear? Or yes. do they even have to tell us the real story? Can they just kind of put vaguely, partially torn, leave us alone kind of Well, it's, it's the media, whoever's writing it, so. No, no, that's what I'm asking. Doc, like, what do they have to disclose? Well, let me, let me say this. I don't, know what, I don't know what they have to disclose, but Raleigh's, Raleigh's analogy was correct. It's impossible to tear a ligament or to dislocate a shoulder without a torn labor. Full tear, not partial. Full tear. Full tear. Torn enough to come out. Holy speculation or cracking the, I don't know. If, if it came out, you know, my shoulder popped is one thing. My shoulder popped out is another. And if he, if when it's out, you can't get it back in. They go into the, they go into the training room. They lay him on his back. Someone pulls on his thorax one way. The doctor pulls on his arm the other way, and he goes back into soccer. I'm telling you, at that level, for a quarterback to go in, the doctor pulls on the shoulder and pop it back in. For him to go back and play, I, I, I would be very hard pressed, no matter how hard headed. Uh, Mayfield is at that time in the season. If that was a Super Bowl, maybe. I just can't see that happening for that caliber of player at this time of the year if that had to happen. I love that. What about it? said, I felt it come in and go out. You know, I felt it come in and go out. So then there, now that could be a partial labor and tear to a certain extent. He, he did or, declare that they, he did, he was saying it in the sidelines, like he was mic'd up that they popped it back in. Well, Were there different then, degrees of popping. No, no, no. If they popped it back in, you know, sometimes guys will say, "I felt it go out and in." Sometimes it's out, and you're getting up and running into the locker room. You feel it come back in. All right, you know, those are all variations of that. And and, and you know, some guys will tell you, "I felt it go in and out." Now that's not. If somebody tells me they felt it go in and out, I can't believe that. I don't know what they're feeling. The only way I know if I'm the doctor is if I, I felt it out and I put it back in or I have an x-ray of it out or I have a very good description from the patient that it was out. But otherwise, it's a little hard to tell sometimes. But if, in fact, it was out, they go in the locker room and they pop it in, which for, to put it back into play with something like that would be over the top to me. Uh, but in, in order for that to happen, if that was the case, you have to have a torn labrum, and it don't matter whether they're going to call it a little or part, it's torn. All right, now I'm misquoting or misreading things. According to this quote, Mayfield said his shoulder kind of popped in and out, nothing too serious. So I take it back that somebody didn't necessarily do the popping, but it went in on its own. That would make a lot more sense to me. So yeah. the main takeaway here, folks, is that you have a guy that wants to go out there and play. 
not going to come off until the, his arm falls off. That's the big takeaway for me that everyone else, not everyone else, because there's a lot of people that are on our side here, uh, the minority of folks that are just saying things that are not right, uh, listen to all this. All right. Well, that's a pretty good note to end on. We solved the puzzle. Well, he's, yeah, no matter what, uh, he's, a, he's, a, he's a tough dude. That's, uh, that's the truth. Once again, thank you to Dr. Tesner for joining us to give a little more insight on the torn labrum, slightly torn labrum, whatever you want to call it, with QB1. Everyone relax. You're not a doctor. People on Twitter, most of them are doctors. Let's get it this weekend. See you on the beach. Good night, Cleveland.